So I promised I would not be recording so many podcasts to myself and that's not working out, but there was something that I really feel called to share with you guys. Um, we are at the end of the resonance marketing week with my clients and it was such a beautiful, beautiful, amazing week. Like, oh my gosh, just magic happened. And there was one homework that everybody had and we were tra- we were sort of like training, trading social media review with each other. We were going onto each other's profiles and we were reviewing and we were asking each other intuitive questions. It was like, what do I want more from you? What do I want to hear that I'm not getting from your profile? What... What am I being called to buy from you, if anything, off of your profile? And it was just so awesome. And I, three of my clients actually reviewed me and sent me some feedback. And across the board, there was one thing. They're like, we know your story from your master classes, but we don't know from your profile. Like, we don't know all the crazy shit that you did from your profile. And we don't know what drives you. How do you... How do you get to where you are? How did you get a, you know, a 560K month in revenue? How did you, how did, how did like, what, like, what, <laughs> what happened? And across the board, it was like, I want to hear more of your stories. So I decided to respond. I, and it was so funny because I went to my, fa- right after this, I go to my Facebook profile and then there's like one of those, like, what happened four years ago on this date. And four years ago today, I was actually speaking at the Women's Economic Forum in India, which is so crazy because I had no reason, no rhymal reason to be there. Literally, it made no sense. But there was an invitation to go speak at this Women's Economic Forum. I'm like, what is this? I don't know, but it sounds great. Let's go. So it was like women from 100 different countries. I had a terrible stage fright. I did not know. I was not speaker trained at all at that point. I was still, you know, a restaurant owner who didn't know what she was doing. Anyway, but you know what's next, right next to India? There's this country called Nepal that I've always wanted to go to and just was waiting for the perfect reason. So I strung those two trips together, went to Nepal, hiked for two or three weeks, you know, no agency, no nothing. All right, let's just go trekking. And I, and I did that and it was just one of the most fabulous things. And what I realized, the reason I am where I am today is because of one thing, one thing, and that is I never say no to my soul when it calls. When my soul says, oh my gosh, you should do this, it makes no sense, it makes no reasonable sense, I am doing it anyway, no matter how crazy it is. And by the way, this doesn't mean just like doing crazy stuff for the sake of doing crazy stuff, right? Or impressing other people. And I talked about this on my social media last week and I had a podcast about this last week, I think, or maybe I didn't, but that's a, if you go to my personal profile on Facebook, you'll see that, right? But, you know, I've been doing this my whole life and I didn't realize this and I want to pass some of this on to you and I want you to start saying yes, even to the craziest things that your soul is calling you to do. You know, in 2006, I was... I think it was two, I was like 21 or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a year before, two years before. I can't remember. But I said yes to working, uh, working in corporate in Lima, Peru for no good reason. I didn't speak Spanish. I didn't know Spanish. It was just, it was just the thing. It just seemed like a good idea. I had a friend there. I was like, can I get a job there? And she's like, yes, I'm just leaving my job. I need a replacement. Come. And it just seemed like a good idea. And I would literally, I could write a book on what the doors that this is open for me And what this has done to my confidence, just like go at the age of 21. Yeah, sure. Go work in Peru for a year, you know. And there is another fun fact to this. When I was done with the corporate job, I actually said yes 
to teaching at a university um, on a tourist visa because I didn't have like a work visa. So I actually had a fake name, Ibarra Meres. It's so funny. Um, I didn't even have a bachelor degree. I was 21 years old or something like that. I was literally, you know, this was it's like, I, it was so like, anyway, <laughs> like who does that? But it was so much fun. And, you know, I used to play a lot of music in my classes, which I do to do till this day. If anybody's been to my recent classes online, like, you know, that I really, I like to di dance. I like world music. I like to make people loosen up and have fun. And it's just, it's just a great blast. You know, in, there's another thing, like in, in 2008, I had always wanted to live in the U.S. I grew up in Eastern Europe, but since I was like nine, I had very, very not great childhood, which is whole another post, just really, really hard time. And I had this, like what kept me alive is like, okay, someday I'm going to have great life in the country of the Statue of Liberty. Anyway, that was the idea that I had, you know, as an eight or nine year old, it was great. But in 2008, I finally, because of this Peru thing before, I, had, I got the opportunity to work in Chicago and uh, get a job for 18 months there on a, on a trainee visa of some sort. And so, but I was like, you know, I was 24, 25 and I didn't, I flew to the U.S. And I was so broke, I could not afford, as I was moving, moving I could not afford a second suitcase. So I only had one suitcase to move with. The second suitcase was 25 bucks and I just simply did not have the $25, you know, to move across the world. And, you know, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I have to manifest the funds to move to the U.S. It's like not how it ever occurred to me. I didn't go around saying, oh, my, I must manifest this to, in order to do that. That's like one of the things that I see people doing and I'm like, just stop it. Just do it. Don't manifest something to do something that's just like trying to make life certain you know that's just controlling what your soul is telling you to do to get your ego on board and then you know it's like literally like i you know what i did i opened three credit cards tiny amounts to buy myself the flight ticket and i went you know and sometimes I, I knew it was going to work out and it did was it a little stressful yes i didn't have the tools to manage my anxiety about it absolutely now it would have been much smoother much easier because I have a lot more trust now. At least I like to think so. But what was the important thing is that it happened, you know, and it all went from there. And, you know, another one. In 2014, you know, it was like the years in between were kind of not that great and whatnot. It's just corporate world and blah. But anyway, um, in 2014, I had this crazy calling and I'm like, okay, I, I saw... Um, I got into nutrition, things like that, just reading stuff, you know, and I saw how manipulated the world of nutrition was, you know, the whole certified nutritionist thing and how the government lied to people telling them to, you know, don't eat eggs, they're bad for you, but eat hydrogenated stuff and margarine, margarine instead of butter and soy, uh, lots of soy, you know, as long as you get lots of soy and corn and you're good, you know. And I saw that. I saw what this was doing to people's health. I saw what it was doing to my health. And, you know, I really wanted there to be a restaurant where people could, with autoimmune could eat, with people with celiac could eat, where, you know, gluten-free, grain-free, everything would be grass-fed and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I used, the meat would be so responsibly sourced and all that. And, 
you know, I, I, I had no restaurant experience. Well, okay, that's not true. I had worked at a waitress at a restaurant, you know, but I didn't know how to manage a restaurant. I didn't know the kitchen at all. I didn't know, well, okay, that's not true either. I once had a job washing dishes at TGI Friday. So, okay, maybe that counts. I knew how to wash dishes, but I didn't know any of the other stuff. But I said, yes, I was like, I don't know how. I don't have the money, I don't have the savings. It's it's three hundred thousand dollars to open a restaurant. I think I had about thirty thousand or maybe forty with a, you know with my four hundred one k at the time and a few savings and whatnot. And I said, well, okay, you know, I, I said yes to it anyway. And six months later, the restaurant was open. You know the how? It's like that. This is another. This is another thing, guys. Sometimes, like we just want things to be easy. We don't want any skin in the game. Like, you know what I did? I literally went to every CrossFit gym in Boulder and I did like, okay, here is gluten-free, grain-free brownies. What I want from you is like, please donate to my Indigo campaign because I have 10,000 10, more that I need to raise. And I did. And I took all the loans that I could, every credit card I could. I canceled even, like, I and canceled my, like, I was, like, when I have a passion, it's like it's going to happen and sometimes it takes sacrifice. I didn't have a phone number. I was just using like Skype, which was five $5 a month or something internet number. You know, it's things like this because if I knew if my bills are high, I'm not going to get the loan, you know? So my, my bills were like down to absolute minimum. It's like resourcefulness. Sometimes you have to be freaking resourceful, you know? You want your dream. You want your financial freedom. You want to move across countries, then... You know, there's always a way. There's When there's will, there's a way. You know, I see this with the travel from Canada. If you're in Canada and you want to move to Costa Rica, when there's will, there's a way. There's people from Canada traveling to Costa Rica. You know, restrictions are no restrictions. And they're not vaccinated, by the way. That's just a side note. When there is a will, there's a way. There's always resources that will come to you. There's always, always, always ways to do what we want to do, right? But, you know, you have to be all in. You have to say yes and then... It will happen. Everything that you need, as as crazy as it sounds, everything that you need, as long as you're all in and you're like, I'm doing this, right? I wasn't like sitting there, I don't know, should I open this restaurant? No. I wasn't like, let me try and see. It was like all freaking out, you know? And it was the craziest decision. And I will tell you that no one with no leadership experience or cooking experience or restaurant management experience or proper funding should open a restaurant. <laughs> it's just like, it was mad craziness. It was so hard. It was so crazy. But you know what? I learned so much from it. The knowledge and the skills that I still bring today to my clients. And, you know, by the end of it, there was a self-run company. I was like, kind of like done with it. Okay, this restaurant thing, like I've learned everything I could learn from it. I'm ready to sell it. But while I was waiting for the sale for months and months and months, I was traveling in the country in an RV, figuring out my next move. And it was a self-run, self-managed company. Everything was running. I would show up once a month. That was it. And customers were happy, more or less. Okay. It wasn't perfect, but the food got served. People got nourished with beautiful food and it was good. So, you know, if you want to pull off something like this, you're going to need two things, which is YouTube channel or YouTube, not a YouTube channel. You need YouTube because everything you need to know about, <laughs> about cooking or owning a restaurant is probably on YouTube. 
If you can get a mentor, then great, but like literally everything is there and a lot of audacity, you know, really just like, is she crazy? You know, lots of people probably thought I was crazy. Did I care? No, I didn't talk to those people. I didn't ask for opinions, you know? I didn't ask the reasonable people whether it's a good idea. They would probably say no. So, another one. In 2019, I was in a spiritual Facebook group. We're all followers of Dr. Hawkins' work, which you guys are, might be familiar with, the map of consciousness. And, and, and I was following this person post, and I really like their posts. You know, I just resonated so much uh, with, with who they were, and they posted, and just like so, anyway. And I, just on one bright morning, one of my clients canceled and I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, I have nothing better to do than be texting a stranger on the internet. So I sent a DM to this gentleman. I said, hey, I just have a hunch. I know you've seen my comments maybe on your post. You have no idea who I am. But what do you think about coming to visit me? I'm doing this RV trip. I'm, 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 I got an RV. I'm doing a bunch of speaking engagements on the East Coast. Would you like to jo join me on this trip, you know? And I was like, okay, he's going to think I'm crazy. Okay, it's going to be another person. I'm crazy. And literally five minutes later, there's like silence, you know, on the other side of it. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, it's going to be like a polite no, you know. Oh, that's really sweet of you. Uh, five minutes later, he's like, you know what? It sounds crazy, but I just muscle tested it. And it sounds positive. Is tomorrow a good day for me to fly to Denver? I was like, did this just happen? I literally screenshotted this and sent this to my best friend. Like, is this happening? Okay. So this gentleman flies over to Denver airport and we, we meet at the Denver airport and there's like tears and he's crying. I'm like, what is happening? He's like, oh, we met in a past life and whatnot, which I, I could not tell you. Like, it, it was like, okay, this is crazy. But anyway... A year and some later, Lexi was born, and this is what happened. You guys know the rest of the story. It didn't work out. I have not seen him ever since I got pregnant. I've not heard from him ever since I was pregnant, but I have Lexi. And this was meant to be. However it wound up was meant to be, you know. And many people, including me, judged that decision like, why are you pregnant with a guy you have been traveling just for a few months in an army? You don't even know him, blah, blah, blah. Yes, no, it, of course, he's not a fighter material. It didn't work out. It caused a lot of trauma for me and, 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 and Lexi, you know, and where I am today wouldn't be because if it wasn't for that. So anyway, fast forward a little bit, 2019, as soon as, as soon as I realized that I was going to be a single mother, you know, he disappeared, flew to Japan, whatever, you know, it was like, yeah, no, not a third baby, no thanks. Okay, so my travel-based coaching business has ended because I wasn't going to travel anymore. And a few months later, it's like I've exhausted all my resources with depression and whatever and, and healing from this craziness. And I, went, I got to a point where I had $700 in my bank account I had like a couple thousand more on a business account, but that was accounts payable. You know, I still owed Facebook for some ads that needed to be paid and I needed to pay Jay. So literally a wash, you know, 700 bucks all in. And at that point, I saw an ad from a coach and then I kind of followed some of the trainings and I was like, oh, 
I need coaching. I need to learn how to do this business in an online world because apparently like I don't know enough here. And but it was a big investment and I had nothing. And investing in myself and investing into my team is literally the craziest freaking most unreasonable thing. But I had a hunch like I knew this was not an ego decision. You know, this was a soul decision. And I was like, okay, two credit cards and I'm, I'm doing this. And then some more coaching. And it's 15 months later. I said yes. It was almost like about... I had a decision to make. Am I going to get a job? Am I going to invest in myself? Am I make this crazy investment that I better go all out? Sometimes making that investment decision is like, I am going all out. It's just saying energetically, you're saying yes. Especially when you're like these coaching programs these days, they're pretty expensive, you know? And it's like 15 months later, we had a $560,000 revenue month. Revenue month, Okay. That was 15 months later. Now, do I like 560K months? No, no, and no, and no. <laughs> you know, I, of course, I love the money. I just don't love the responsibility. And I don't love the level of team right now. I'm not saying no to you forever and ever in the future and whatever. But, but you know, keep in mind, I'm still a single mom to a two-year-old. I like, if you ask me, Oh my gosh, 30K revenue months are my absolute favorite. You know, it's like so little responsibility, so easy, so easy peasy. I get to be close to my clients. I get to enjoy everything that I do. I don't have to have a team. It's like I can have one team member, barely, whatever, so that I have to do next to nothing. I have three team members now because it's easy. It's just like I really like working with them. You know, I have another one on leave who's coming back in in July and... And that's just so perfect, but we all work part-time and it's just easy peasy, 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 you know, and I have a total financial freedom now because I have the skills and I have the choice. I can do 10K a month. I can do a million dollar month. It's up to me. It's up to me. I can put more money into Facebook ads and go like, okay, let's blow this up. But I have a choice. And I don't need to chase anybody down for a child support because that's a really tough frequency to live in, to not have those choices. So anyway, here's another example. In 2020, it's the pandemic. Everything's shut down. People are freaking out. There's no vaccine yet. Not that it helped. But anyway, it's the, the thing that we were kind of looking for, you know, waiting for Everything is shutting down. No travel. I heard a different type of call. And it said Iboga. Iboga is the strongest plant medicine that I know of. I just heard about it from one friend. And my body was like, yes. I don't know why. I didn't do any research. I didn't read any articles. I didn't go to YouTube. That was silly in retrospect. Because I expected to have a beautiful spiritual journey. Yes, not. That's not how it works. So do I wish I did a little bit of research? Yes. But what I did, I was at the time, I was for a couple months, I was in Europe, actually, which is another crazy thing, but a different time on that. 
I decided to take Lexi, who was one, and flew from Europe to Costa Rica. And this is like a deep pandemic. This is like you cannot even fly over the... Anyway, it was like you can't transit over here. You can't transit over there. It was crazy, you know. But, um, and this is actually like the, the time we flew. We flew at the beginning of 2021, right? Right after her birthday. And it's like... You know, there's there's just so many reasons not to go. There's like, oh, maybe you should start with something like cannabis, you know, or mushrooms. Like, you don't have to go in boga all out, but I had the call, you know. Or maybe I should wait till like, you imagine like me moving across the world. Like there's a stroller and there's a car seat in the stroller. There's a baby in that car seat. There's two backpacks hanging from the handle of the stroller. There's a diaper bag stuffed inside the stroller. There's me pushing the stroller with one hand and then dragging a, gi- a ginormous suitcase in the other hand. And there's like other stuff hanging and there's Lexi screaming and there's like two bottles of her in like each of those cup holders in the stroller. Like you imagine this craziness, right? And this is like a 24-hour trip. So, and there was like crazy delays and things like that. And, and it's, it's a whole another thing. Not reasonable, not smart to do that. And if any of you have traveled with a one-year-old or had to move with a one-year-old on a plane in a pandemic, especially, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is nerve-wracking, you know. So, but I, it's like, you know, reasonable people wouldn't do that. But it's like... You gotta, like, when you have that call, you have to follow it no matter what. You have to follow it and you can't let other people talk you out of it. You don't know how many people are like, what? You, no, like, you need, there were like comments on my Facebook page, like, you need to protect your little one. You need to keep her safe. But only like, I knew that she was safe, you know? There were everybody freaking out during that time. It wasn't clear. There was absolutely safe for well, it was kind of clear, I think. But there were, like, a lot of people think that it was really, you know, it was going to kill the infant and whatever. But, like, I knew that it was going to be okay. You know, there was the voice that's like, oh, my gosh, are you being selfish? Are you being crazy? Like, you are what? You're taking her to Costa Rica. You're, to, like, to do what? Psychedelics? Like, but it was one of those best decisions. It made no rhyme or reason, but it was the one of the best decisions because of the healing journey that put me through and you know the next day after like there was this was day three in Costa Rica right so we get here um I'm in the ceremony overnight and the next day I'm like sitting in this garden there's a bunch of mangoes and I'm sitting in this bench in the garden standing staring into those mango trees in this in this mountain um mountain ranch where this retreat was happening and I knew, okay, I, I'm going to live here in Costa Rica. I knew this. It had no realm or reason. It was, it had no reason for me to live here. I didn't know anyone in Costa Rica. I have no friends in Costa Rica. I have no, you know, my best friend and Lexi's godfather and Lexi's godmother. They both in Bo- live in Boulder, Colorado. I have no family here. And it was the most unreasonable thing, but my soul knew you have to move here. You have to live here. And it didn't make sense to me, but it makes so much sense now because when I look at her life and how she lives and how I live and what this makes possible living in Costa Rica, 
the, the kind of support. Like she's being raised by me and she's being raised by a village. Every single day she plays on the beach with other bilingual toddlers. She's playing with the chickens. She's singing with the birds. She is howling with the monkeys. She's happy. She's outside with nature. I'm outside with nature. I'm just, I'm so, this is so important to me, the environment that I'm in. I need to be so close to nature. So, you know, I could have kept her safe. I could have stayed in Colorado, but my spirit said, no, she belongs here. And so, when you hear the call, don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about what your mind thinks about it. Trust and say yes to this. Whatever, whatever this call is right now, and when there is no call, that's okay. Just wait, because it will come. It will come. But when the call comes, don't mess it up. Just do it. Just do it. Just follow the call. I guarantee you, you go full in, it will work out. Don't let the mind tell you otherwise. It will work out exactly the way it's supposed to. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. And see you next week or the week after because we're closed next week. Hey, bye everyone. Everything, if you are getting value out of what I share in this podcast and you would like to give back, please consider leaving us a review or rating on iTunes or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would so appreciate it. Thank you so, so much.